Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Hey there, 10 Minute Traders. Welcome back to the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast, where we give you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And today we have a special guest all the way from Germany, Stefan Haller. And today we're going to be going over his book, If You Can Order Pizza, You Can Trade, A Mechanical Approach to Options Trading. Stefan, thank you so much for coming on. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com. Hi, Chris. Hi, everyone. Hi from Bavaria. How are you? Hey, I am. I'm really thrilled to have you on today. Um, I found you through uh, social media. Essentially, I saw your book coming through a couple different times, and I thought this sounds like the perfect guest for the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast because he's literally written a book about how to trade stocks and options. So, Stefan, please tell us uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your history, um, and and uh, you know, tell the audience um, you know what what they can expect whenever they find a book like this. So I live in Bavaria, near Munich, and I'm a teacher, a trade school teacher by profession. And I started to trade stocks, only stocks, when I was 16, during the great bull market of the 90s. And I found options about in 2010. And... Six years ago, six years ago, I, I found uh, Tasty Trade, and I absolutely loved it, loved it when I found it. And but it was so much information, like drinking from a fire hose. I mm -hmm. binge watched the archives, and then I immediately wrote Tom Sosnov and I asked him, "Do you have a book? There should be a Tasty Trade book." And he said, "No, there's no Tasty Trade book." And I always thought about writing one. And then uh, I followed Tasty Trade. I traded basically as I, like Tom, always with uh, short deltas, contrarian. And it worked, but I had really big, big swings in my account. Mm -hmm. And then I started researching for, on my own. I did a uh, lot of backtesting. Uh, trading mechanical, trading only delta neutral, and it worked out pretty well. And yes, I traded for several years. Uh, and then 2016 came along. And then I thought, uh, well, I think Trump will win the election. So why not short the market? And I... <laughs> well, hey, uh, you got the, uh, the election part right, but the, the market disagreed with you there. Yeah, and uh, I had a bit of, uh, pretty big short position, and then because uh, because of the time difference here in Germany, so I, I woke up during the night and checked the markets and saw futures were down seventy or eighty points. That's right. Yeah. In fact, um, for the audience, I I remember looking at that as well, watching the uh, the election night coverage and looking at my phone, seeing the futures, and they were they were lock limit down, meaning that they are as low as they will go in overnight trading. And uh, yeah. it's all bets off when they open the next morning. So, yeah, I saw the same thing you did. 
And uh, then I didn't go back to bed and, and watch the markets, watch the election coverage, and I got happy and happy because at one point they were down 140. Before I went to work, I was dancing in the shower. <laughs> because I was so happy. And then when I came home from work and, and markets opened, because when when I came uh, when I come home from work, it's uh, always the time when markets in the U.S. open. Oh, okay. Uh, which is pretty cool for me because I can work full time and trade. Yeah. Yes, and then the markets opened and they rallied and rallied and rallied and I adjusted my position the wrong way. I got shorter because I took away my puts. Mm. I rolled my positions and yeah. At one point, after several months, I, I gave up uh, after losing a huge amount of money. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I started writing the book uh, kind of like uh, a self-therapy. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so I, throughout the years, I've uh, I've always been in close contact with Tom Sosnoff. We I emailed him a lot, and uh, then I asked him. What do you think? Can I can I write a tasty trade book? And especially can I use this title? Because this title, if you can order pizza, you can trade, is a phrase he always used on, on air. Right. Uh, saying, and real yeah. quick, um, uh, would you mind uh, for the podcast audience uh, just explaining who Tom Sosnoff is? Because someone uh, out there may okay. not be familiar with him. Yes, uh, Tom Sosnoff is a is a former market maker at the CME in Chicago. He traded the uh, S&P 100 options at, at this time. And uh, he also founded Thinkorswim, uh, the first, uh, I think oh, it was right. the first yeah. uh, online retail uh, options platform, uh, which he sold, I think, in 2009. And after that, they started Tasty Trade. So, uh, an online uh, TV station about trading options and, and futures. And everything I know, almost everything I know, I learned from him. Yeah. About options. And three years ago or four years ago, they even started uh, Tastyworks. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely the best uh, trading platform out there. Is that what you use? Yes, of course. Okay, yeah, that's what I use as well. And uh, just real quick, we're going to plug them, if you don't mind. Um, you know, I, I use Tastyworks. Stefan uses Tastyworks. And honestly, it's because we feel it's the best platform to use out there. So if you don't already have a trading account or you're looking for a new broker to go to, check out Tastyworks. And make sure you use the code 10MINUTE. That's 1-0-M-I-N-U-T-E. And whenever you do that, when you open your account, I'll send you over $150 in free 10-minute trader exclusive bonuses. And all you have to do is open a Tastyworks account. So it's a win-win for you. You get free stuff and you get the best trading platform out there. So I, I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that the, you and I both share that opinion on, on Tastyworks and Tasty Trade. I, I also learned a lot from uh, Tasty Trade and Tom Sosnoff. And in fact, um, uh, I, I'm actually personal friends with uh, Jim Schultz, Dr. Jim there. Oh yeah, um, he's yeah he's been my 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 trainer, um, my physical trainer for a couple of years now, and and uh, he's 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 a really great guy, and that whole team is incredible. Yes, I totally agree, and uh, almost all the screenshots in in my book when I describe uh, the strategies are uh, screenshots from the analyze page uh, in in the Tastyworks platform. 
So, yeah, and then uh, I started to write the book. It took me about nine or ten months to write it. Mm-hmm. Basically, it took me six months to write it, and the rest was just editing. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I, I was a totally, I never wrote a book before. I, I was totally in a vice, and uh, I had a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. And... And I always stayed in close contact with Tom. I, I showed him my ideas, ideas, what I wanted to write. And he was actually, uh, he and Tony Batista were the first who got my my book before I published it. Oh, okay. And then in late September last year, I published it on, on iTunes, mm-hmm. on Amazon and Google. Oh, so it's available on all those platforms? Yes, and on okay. uh, Barnes & Noble. On Barnes & Noble. Okay, so for the audience out there, I'm going to put links below, and you can have your choice for uh, Apple Books, uh, Amazon, uh, and uh, Barnes & Noble. Is there anywhere else? No, only just the four. So, okay, um, so check out the own... links below for the, uh, okay. for the, for the, uh, the content there. Um, and, and really, Stefan had, had two books. We've got the If You Can Order a Pizza, You Can Trade, and then he has the bonus chapters that go along with it. And honestly, uh, Stefan uh, sent me an advanced copy. And um, I, I really think if you get one, you need to get both. They, they really complement each other fully and completely. Uh, so all those links will be down below. Great. So if you, if you own an iPad, I highly recommend the, the iTunes version because this book was designed for the iPad. Oh, okay. I wrote it on the, on the iBooks as an... A free uh, also software, the iBooks also software from from Apple, and it's it's fantastic, a fantastic software, and it also works, of course, it on the on the other other platforms, but uh, there's one problem with the Amazon uh, version. Uh, they the the links don't work. Oh no! <laughs> they they only it's not my fault because they turned them off. Oh, uh, I see. Okay. I was fighting with them over weeks because I demanded I need those links to work, mm-hmm. and uh, they told me they are working, but only if you are using uh, a Kindle Fire. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. But you can you can uh, copy the links and uh, paste. Uh, copy and paste it to your to your browser and then you get the okay. links perfect because i i have a lot of studies in it uh tasty trade studies and mm-hmm. then there's a link and you can click the link and can watch uh the tasty trade video okay perfect yeah so that so uh so everything that is available in the itunes version is available on the amazon and barnes and noble yes. it's just one extra step for copying and pasting a link. Yeah. That's good. Okay, yeah. perfect. In in the Google version, uh, everything works. Uh, in the Barnes and Noble version, everything works. In the iTunes version, everything works. The only problem is with the Amazon version. Gotcha. Okay. So and uh, there's an updated version. Uh, uh, I worked the last weeks to update the first book. Uh, oh, okay. I added I added three chapters which weren't in the original version. Uh, it's available on all platforms but if you already have bought it on amazon it will take one or two more days until the update is available oh it updates it automatically 
No, you get an, an email from, you should okay. get an email from Amazon and then you have to go to your account and update it. Okay. But that if makes you sense. buy it now, if you buy it now uh, on Amazon, you get a new version. It's only okay. for the people who have already bought it because uh, Amazon has this kind of policy. Uh, they don't like it to update books because when you have some uh, notes in your books or something, then there's a chance you that these notes you put in your book uh, uh, get lost or bookmarks okay. or something. And yeah, but I had uh, I told them you have to update because uh, my readers have a right to to these new chapters. Perfect. Yeah. Well, great. Well, I'm I'm excited that uh, that you've been updating it and keeping it fresh. That's awesome. So what what Stefan and I were going to talk about today? Um, I was going to go through the book. Like I said, he sent me an advanced copy, and uh, we're going to go chapter by chapter. Essentially, we're going to find the highlights that I found interesting. Um, Stefan's going to show some some of his uh, knowledge on it there, and and basically we're all going to learn together. Uh, thanks to Stefan, who's a teacher by trade, so that's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, the first area that I want to go to was uh, the basics, chapter three. And essentially it says here, options trading is a strategic investment. It's a numbers game. You trade probabilities. By trading options instead of stocks, you can decide for yourself how much risk you're willing to take and how big your chances of winning will be. So please uh, please expand upon that. I love, I, I love trading options. And one of the reasons is the probabilities and the risk, um, the, the ability to size risk no matter what size you want it to be. So, um, yeah, please, please expand upon that. Yes, uh, trading trading stocks is always a 50-50 shot, but uh, short-term trading, it's always a 50-50 shot. Nobody knows anything. <laughs> I, I thought I know, I thought I, I know something. Yeah, I did, in the past, I did a lot of research about companies and and uh, read a lot of balance sheets and looked at charts and all that kind of stuff but it is a 50 50 shot nobody knows anything not even warren buffett and <laughs> and warren buffett trades a lot of options too oh does he yes tell, tell us more about that uh I, it's it's in the it's always in the letter uh, to his shareholders i think Berkshire Hathaway makes about one third of their profits with uh, mostly selling puts. Really? Wow. I did and not know when, that. And uh, during the financial crisis, he sold a lot of very, very long-term puts. So about 10 years out or something uh, in the SPX. Huh. So this, this weren't, uh, he did it not in the open market because this long-term options aren't available, but he sold this uh, long-term puts to to the big banks. Really? Okay. So what you're saying is that uh, you and the people who who trade in this way, um, sell, selling options, things like that, are trading just like billionaire Warren Buffett. <laughs> Maybe yes, some kind <laughs> of. <laughs> I tell you what, if, if that doesn't get you uh, excited about doing this, I don't know what does. Um, I, I, I had heard that before, but I don't know if, if the people in the audience had. I mean, this is the same strategy that, that billionaires use whenever they're trading. And and like, like Stefan was saying, he's not buying calls. He's not doing anything like that. He has a bullish bias to the market. 
And he's one of the biggest players in the market saying that, you know, you really just can't beat the S&P over time. So what he's done is he's sold puts, which is a bullish position. He's actually going to probably beat the S&P if you add uh, all those puts up together. And uh, I mean, that that's an easy way to get started. Um, yes. And, you know, for someone like like Stefan to be able to replicate uh, a billionaire's portfolio in that way, I think that's pretty incredible. I mean, even if you think you know something, I, I got beaten up. I got beaten up by the market so often, mm -hmm. and I'm thankful that I got beaten up by the market. Uh, now I know I don't know anything. Yeah. But if you think you know something, even then it's better. If you want to buy, if you want to go long Apple or something, don't buy the stock. Just sell a put. Mm -hmm. And if the put expires worthless, sell the next one, the next mm -hmm. month. Rinse and repeat. And some, someday uh, the stock will fall below, the, uh, below your strike price. And then you will get put the stock. Mm -hmm. But that's, this is what you already wanted in the beginning. You wanted to own the stock. But at that point, you uh, you made it's it's basically you lowered your basis price because you you received the option premium every month and then you are buying the the stock at a discount. So yes, in fact, of, a lot of you people talked about always this say, in the book. Sorry, yeah, I was just going to say you talked about this in the book, and that was yeah. one of the one of the points I wanted to uh, to go over on this. Well, uh, please continue, and then we can. Uh, uh, I'm writing some notes of, down here. <laughs> lots of people always say options are risky, but where is the risk? Let's say a stock trades at hundred dollars, and you buy it at hundred dollars, and it goes down to ninety. And in the other occasion, you you sell a put at one hundred dollar in the same stock and receive, let's say, two dollars in option premium which equals to uh, $200 in, uh, per contract, and then the stock goes to 90. So the first person bought it at 100. Mm -hmm. You buy the stock at 98 because you already received the option premium. Right. So you lost basically at that moment when you get put the stock, when it is at, uh, at 90. Your losses are $200 less than the mm -hmm. first person who bought the stock. But there's, a, of course, there's a trade-off. When you sell options, you have the higher probability yes. that you, you, you give up the, uh, the unlimited gains, the mm -hmm. unlimited profit potential. It's basic. I always say, uh, and I write in the book, um, premium sellers are like the casino. Yes, absolutely. Then you can only you can only make what uh, the players are willing to bet. So it's it's predefined how much money you can make. When a when a, a gambler bets hundred dollars, this is what you can make. He only risks one hundred dollars, but he can make whatever. Yeah, what he right. uh, he he can hit uh, he can hit uh, the jackpot. Mm -hmm. So the trade-off is he has a much lower probability to hit the jackpot. You have the higher probability, but 
limited profits. Yes, basically unlimited profits. Right. And yeah, in the end, who wins, the casino or the gambler? Definitely the casino. Yeah. I don't see the uh, the gamblers going home building their billion dollar empires, billion dollar casinos. And, you know, oh. I, I think a lot of people, uh, new traders that come into the market, especially, they see the gurus out there. I just saw one yesterday. I won't name any names, but he was posting his, he, he doubled his account in January. He's incredible. He's fantastic. And it's like, look, guy. Don't don't play games here. We all know how the markets work. Okay, the market went up seven percent overall in January, which is a really strong month for January. Don't give me that. You doubled your account in January, baloney. And you know, new traders get get lulled into that idea. The yes. the stock market is a lottery, right? I can buy this, and next month I'll double my account, and then the month after that I'll double my account again. I'm going to be a millionaire by the uh, by the summer. It's it. It's really disturbing the level of um, predator predators out there, really. And that's definitely not something that I do. It's not something that I share. And anyone who who I interact with, I make sure that they're legitimate traders because they understand how markets really work. And they're not selling you on this pipe dream of, you know, Stefan, uh, his book here, if you can uh, order a pizza, you can be a millionaire in the next six weeks. No, that's not what he's saying. He's saying no. you can actually learn to trade, learn what the market really does. So, so, so yeah, trading, trading the way I do, and, and probably you do, it's it's more like uh, collecting collecting bottles and cashing them in. It's mm -hmm. thousands of very small profits. Yeah. But over time, they add up. Right. Of course, somebody can somebody can double his account in one month, but he has has to take so much he has to uh, take so much risk and has to use so much leverage then if the market doesn't what he thinks the market does mm -hmm. he's out yeah and, and in a big way <laughs> in my opinion there are no gurus because let's say you you have a million people and this a million people are are coin flipping mm -hmm. and the losers go home The winners stay, and then they flip again and again and again. In the end, one people, uh, one one person, will be left over, and he he has won all the the coin flips. Mm -hmm. Is he an expert in coin flipping? No, I don't. So. <laughs> I've never but, heard that, but, but I think he, that's incredibly. He could great go example. out on the internet and could say, "I won thousands of coin flips in a row. I'm an expert." Mm -hmm. In Germany, yes. I know about 20 years ago, there was a guy who won the, uh, won the lottery twice. Wow. In, in three years or something. He gave seminars. Oh, my goodness. How to play, how to play uh, lotteries. Uh -huh. And what numbers are great and something like that. He made a lot of money giving this lottery seminars because he, he won twice, which, which is very unlikely, but it happens. These uh -huh. are the outlier moves, the black swans. Right. <laughs> but he's yeah, definitely well not an that's expert incredible. in playing lottery. Huh. So it's it really is a numbers game. Maybe yeah. maybe uh, in the time Warren Buffett started, I think uh, you could have an edge with doing research. In my, I I read a lot of books uh, about Warren Buffett and and the 
Uh, the other two guys, the uh, intelligent investor, what is... Uh, yeah, yes. Yes. In, in those days, the markets weren't so efficient like they are today. So mm -hmm. you could have some kind of inside information or something. But mm -hmm. in, in, in nowadays, all the informations out there are priced in. Yeah. And and uh, even the the informations which are not out there are priced in the options. Mm -hmm. If you uh, in in one of the last chapters of my first book, I where I uh, show how to find the dividend in ETFs. Oh yeah, I remember that. Uh, because it's in in a single stock, it's it's pretty easy to to find the dividend because the company says what uh, the dividend will be. But in ETFs, nobody can tell you what the dividend will be because there are 500 companies in the SPY, for example. So <clears throat> it's hard to find out the dividend. But the stock, uh, the the options market, can show you pretty much very very exactly up to three or four cents uh what the dividend will be right and in the example uh in stefan's book chapter 19 how to find the dividend in an etf uh the example he gave was that within one penny yeah and uh that's pretty great now as an options trader um why do we care about the dividend because uh you only have to uh, care about the dividend when you are short calls mm -hmm. Because uh, when you are short calls and uh, the call gets exercised by the other side of the trade, uh, then you have to deliver shares. Mm, right. You don't have usually, except you have if you have a covered call. So if you're a long stock and then then uh, and sell a call on top of that, then you are covered. So if your call gets exercised, they take your shares away. Mm -hmm. So there's no problem. And you made a profit because you wanted the stock to go up to your uh, short strike or beyond. And that's what it what the stock did. So congratulations, you made, you made a profit right. in your um, short naked calls. Uh, and then you get assigned short stock, a short stock position. Because you had to deliver 100 shares of stock per contract to the other side who exercised the call. Mm -hmm. And then when there's a dividend, you are also obligated to pay the dividend. Yes. Now, I have an experience with that I'd like to share. So um, to Stefan's point, um, whenever you sell calls, which is a, a high probability strategy in its own right, um, you you are entering with a contract with the person who bought the calls. The person who bought the calls, let's say I'm selling them to Stefan here. And he wants to go long a certain stock. Maybe he wants to go long. Uh, what pays? What pays a dividend? Um, G, not GE. That doesn't pay any dividends anymore. Uh, let's say. Uh, let's, let's Apple. Go with Apple. Okay. So let's say uh, Stefan wants to go long Apple. He's buying calls. I'm selling those calls. I have a bearish position. He has a bullish position. In that way, um, he may decide that he wants to take ownership of those actual shares now. And when he does. If it's on a certain date, I actually am going to owe him the dividend. So my story with that is I had sold a broken wing butterfly in XRT and I was not paying attention and the X dividend came up for XRT. The next day I opened my account 
And uh, first off, it's negative $8,000. And I was like, yeah. what just happened? <laughs> Wait a second. Margin call. <laughs> what do you mean I'm negative $8,000? And then I see I had um, several hundred short shares in my account. And I was like, I didn't do that. And I was like, oh, there was a dividend yesterday. I didn't even realize it. So not only did uh, I have to, well, first off, anytime you get a margin call like that, I, I never stress. I just close the trade. I mean, some people may stress and be like, oh, my God, I have to mortgage my house. No, I just close the trade. Move on through life. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I, I closed the trade and then, uh, which was really fantastic and I'm being sarcastic here. Uh, I also then had to pay that person who exercised all those shares, the dividend from my account. So knowing the dividend as an option seller is really important, especially, uh, if you're selling, selling calls like, like Stephen's talking about here, because the last thing you want to do really is wake up, see your accounts, negative $8,000. And find out, oh, geez, now I owe dividends on top of this. Yeah, it easily avoided, essentially. And and Stefan talks about actually how to avoid that inside of his book here. And that's yes, the... And I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. And I, I also talk about why the other side uh, exercises his, his call. And I think this is one of the new chapters, uh, why short calls get exercised. And I did it in a way, I think it has never been presented before. Mm -hmm. At least actually, I, I agree know. with you. I like it. I I read a lot of options books and and nobody uh, has presented it like I do, because uh, I do it with uh, a synthetic call position. So mm -hmm. for for people who don't know what synthetics are, you can with options you can basically build long a long or a short stock position. So. Uh, a long stock position is this, you can build a long stock position by selling an at the money put and buying the at the money call. Then you have the same position on and like like uh, long 100 shares of stock. And if you sell the if you sell the at the money call and buy the at the money put, then you have a, a synthetic um, short position. Mm -hmm. It acts. Totally in the same way, like uh, the long and uh, the short po uh, uh, position. So why would you do that? Because it saves a lot in buying power. If you buy 100 shares of stock, you have to uh, lay out 50% of the actual stock price times 100 if you buy 100 shares of stock. And if you do a, a synthetic uh, stock position, in SPY, at the moment, it is about $5,000 or something in, right. in margin requirement. So you save a lot in buying power. Mm -hmm. And then you can, so the formula is short put plus long call equals long stock position. Right. And this formula, uh, then you can rearrange this formula. So a, a synthetic call position or a, a long call position is the same as being long 100 shares of stock and long and at the money put. Mm -hmm. So, and I know it's complicated, but in my book, I have a lot of pictures in it. He does, where you, absolutely. Where you, it's, it's easier <laughs> when you see the pictures. So I, I, com uh, I completely agree. I was... Um... One of the things I was actually really glad about was you you did have all the pictures. In fact, I'm going to do a little preview for the audience here. I've got it up on my iPad. There's there's some pictures there. There's your preview of the day. Um, 
but yeah, it, it's got a lot of pictures, and 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 he's specifically talking about the synthetic long uh, that I actually have uh, up on the page here, chapter eight, uh, and having having all these pictures really helps demonstrate yeah. uh, the points that he's talking about. So when a person exercises his call, he gets paid nothing. Actually, he has to, he has to pay uh, some fees, and then he receives uh, 100 shares of stock. So if you have a synthetic call, which is a long stock position and a long put position, it would be the same. You have to you have to throw away the put to have the same position on uh, mm -hmm. if a person exercises long call. Right. Both of you have 100 shares of stock. So that means if you have a you have a synthetic call. You throw away the put for nothing, and this is the extrinsic value. So if a person exercises his call, an, an option always has an extrinsic value. So you have to pay a little more for mm -hmm. an option uh, than was stock because you have the unlimited uh, profit potential. Mm -hmm. So a person who is long a call would only exercise his call when the dividend is going to receive is higher than the uh, and then the extrinsic value in his call mm -hmm. because he could just sell his call and then buy the stock then he wouldn't right. have to throw away the uh, the extrinsic value right so and, yeah and, and that doesn't make sense really to just throw away the extrinsic value uh, I mean financially sense absolutely nobody nobody throws away money right in the markets <laughs> markets are well so you always you always have to to look at the corresponding put mm -hmm. of your of your short call position and uh, at the price and then you have to know what will the upcoming dividend be mm -hmm. and if the upcoming dividend is uh, is higher than the the price of the corresponding put then your call probably will get exercised right and. This uh, the dividend is is built in the uh, built in in the options markets. So when you how do you find the how do you find the dividend? You just uh, look at the synthetic long stock position. So sell a put, buy the call in the weekly options the day uh, before the uh, ETF goes uh, ex dividend. And if there was no dividend, then the the synthetic stock position and the real stock position trade at parity mm -hmm. at, at the same price. And in the example in my in my book, uh, the synthetic long stock position trades at a credit uh, of seventeen or eighteen cents. Right. And this is not possible if there was no dividend, because then you could just open this uh, synthetic stock position and at the same time short the real stock and then you lock in this this 18 cents of profit so 18 dollars per per 100 shares of stock free money yeah which doesn't exist yes <laughs> i i have my own free money story um it's similar to your example there i i got really clever one day and i was uh messing around with an options chain and I forget what it, I think it was F E Z, 
And I was, I was doing an iron condor and I'm just moving strikes around, trying different things out. And I found that if I sold a call spread and sold a put spread along the same strikes, that it was, um, it, it was, it was a credit greater than the, uh, the, with the strikes. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, this is sweet. This is free money. So I'm, I'm executing trades. I'm going out on Twitter. I'm like, arbitrage alert, free money out there. Go do it. And someone hits me back and they're like, bro, there's a dividend. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, there's an 80 cent dividend coming up. You need to exit this trade immediately. And I was like, ah, jeez. So I had, I had, um, I had 12 contracts of that put on. Cause I was just excited. I was like literally filling up as much buying power as I could. And, uh, only to find out that, um, these were going to be, uh, immediate losers. And, and really I was the loser for thinking that there was free money out there. <laughs> I think we all have some experience in that uh, learning learning experiences out there, and that's why you know I, I really enjoy sharing these uh, these kind of stories with people. Because hey, listen, if, if someone out there can learn from my experience and it doesn't cost them any money, I'll feel like I've done a good job today. Okay, so, of course, yeah. So I have the same uh, similar story in my in my book, uh, the the Tilray. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the the cannabis company. I didn't. I never heard of this company, but I think it was on Twitter. Somebody uh, tweeted out, "You can do ten uh, dollar white uh, iron flies, so an iron convert, but with with uh, with the right. uh, short strikes at the money for more than the strike width." And then I checked it out. I couldn't. I, uh, the mid price was for a ten dollar white uh, iron fly was nine ninety nine. Oh, look at that. And so only one cent in risk. So I couldn't believe it, I, but I tried it. And then I immediately, I immediately got filled for mm-hmm. 9.99 and then I got scared. Yep. Because I <laughs> there is something wrong here. So I, I Googled it, there must be a dividend, but there, was, there wasn't a dividend. So what could it be? So then I found out uh, this, uh, this stock, uh, was one of the most shorted stock out there. And when you short stock, when you sell uh, stocks short, you have to lend, you have to borrow this, you have to borrow this uh, stocks, sell it, and then you are hoping that uh, the stock will go down and then you buy it back cheaper, give it Mm -hmm. back and uh, book your profit. But you have to pay an interest Mm -hmm. on this, on this borrowed stock Be- because you don't own the stock of course so right. there are people out there who have, have big uh, stock portfolios they lend out their their stocks and uh, the interest rate on until ray was 700 percent oh that's no big deal just 700 <laughs> <laughs> percent so there was a 100 percent chance that the owner of the uh, of the call who bought the call from me will immediately exercise it mm-hmm. because then he has long stock and can land it out and can make a lot of money with an yeah. idea. And because uh, in this uh, stock pretty wide, so I probably would have to pay up uh, in the open market and I and, and pay the, the fee, the, the interest rates. So I was definitely going to lose money. Yeah. So I admitted, uh, immediately uh, went back to the market and closed my position mm-hmm. for a debit of ten dollar ten. So I lost. Oh, okay, not so bad. Eleven dollars per one lot. Yeah. 
yeah, but it was a great learning experience. Uh, Absolutely. Experience. Yeah, I I uh, I love sharing stories. Really, I think that's the, the the best way for people to to learn. One of the stories that I share a lot of the time uh, kind of goes back to the election, actually. Uh, like you were you were talking about earlier, um, I had. I had lost a, I had lost two thirds of my account in the first 60 days of trading. And you're not going to find any online guru out there talking about that. That's because I'm a real trader. I'm not, you know, fake paper trading anything. I'm actually doing this with real money. In fact, if anybody wants to go see what I'm trading, um, all you have to do is sign up for free access and you can see every single thing I've traded in the last year out on 10 Um, and if you ever care to follow, follow along with any of the trades I have, I have a platinum membership and I send out trade alerts through a, a WhatsApp. And uh, let you know, hey, I'm entering this position, I'm exiting this position, I'm, I'm doing this other thing. Uh, so, so anyway, uh, you know, I, thinking you know which way the market's going to go, and really levering in um, can be really expensive when you find yeah. out you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say, I say a lot of the time that you know that that two thirds of my account essentially was uh, the, the tuition I paid to yeah. learn how to trade. And I don't know any real trader who hasn't blown up their account at least once. I did it twice. Yeah, I have too. <laughs> <laughs> I think so if a you, third time in there too, maybe. <laughs> if you are interested in my trades, I have, uh, I do a, a portfolio update every week. Uh, oh, perfect. On Steemit. What is the link for that? And I will make sure to include it in the uh, notes below. The links, the links to my social media are in my second book. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, S-T-E Holler. As at, at, at S-T-E Holler. And that's on uh, Twitter on and Twitter Instagram? And, and Steemit. Steemit. Steemit oh, Steemit is a, uh, it's a social platform? Yes, S T. Oh, I didn't know that. S T double E Steemit. It's a it's a blockchain based uh, platform uh, where you can you get paid for posting stuff. Oh well, I, I need so to go there they, right have away. Uh, they have their <laughs> they have their own cryptocurrency which is Steam. Uh -huh. And uh, if if the readers like your you 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 get likes like on on Facebook and uh, the more likes you get the more uh, Steam currency you get. Wow, I tell you, you can, what, you that's exciting. Also, you can also invest in uh, in Steam, of course. It's, it's a it's a cryptocurrency. You mm -hmm. can buy it, and then uh, it's called uh, Steam Power. The more Steam Power you have in your account, so the more of the tokens you have, uh, the more one upvote from you is worth. So there are people out there which have several millions, uh, and if these people give you an upvote, it's worth hundred dollars or something. Wow. So when the when the uh, the big bull market in in the cryptocurrency in 2017, mm -hmm. uh, there were there were posts. I think the biggest payout for one uh, article on Steemit was about twenty thousand dollars. Holy cow! Wow, I'm missing out. I need at to the get, moment, I need at to the moment, that. it's it's uh, I I on average I receive maybe two dollars or something uh, per article so at the moment uh, because cryptocurrency price is so low mm -hmm. all over the board uh, the highest price in steam was uh, about eight dollars per steam and now it's down to 30 cents or something oh wow Jeez. It's, it's great because it's a blockchain based platform and i yeah 
uh, I post every day, uh, every week, uh, a portfolio update. I don't give away my trade size. So all the, uh, the trades, the screenshots, of course, I, I put in the screenshots from the mm-hmm. trade platform uh, or run lots. Right. But all the trades, all the trade managements I do, all the losers per one lot, all the profits per one lot. This Perfect. is uh, I posted every yeah. week. Every week. And, and uh, my actual trades for this uh, portfolio, uh, I posted on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Well, very cool. I, I will make so, sure to link that below. If you it, want um, to see how I, how as well I as trade, yeah. follow, me on, follow me on Twitter and Steam it, yeah. Very cool. But you don't, uh, you don't have to sign up on, on Steam it to, to read my portfolio update. That's okay. not necessary. I always put out the link on, on Twitter and then just click the link and then they can retweet. Gotcha. But well, perfect. Uh, a, I have to say I'm a, a really boring trader. So <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I think boring traders end up being the best traders because so, they can hold on to their money. They only trade uh, five underlyings, five or six oh, okay. underlyings. Yeah. Only ETFs, uh, I trade IWM. Uh-huh. Uh, FXE, so the euro currency, uh, GLD, gold ETF, um, TLT, so the 20-year bond ETF, and XLE, the uh, oil and gas mm-hmm. service, uh, because I, I would like to trade oil, but you re- there's no underlying to accept the future yeah. to, to trade, because USO uh, has a built-in drag. Yeah, and USO is so tiny. It's hard to get yeah, really good trades. Yeah, and it, it has this uh, this built-in drag because all the it consists of a of a portfolio of futures. Mm-hmm. I don't know if your viewers know when you when you roll uh, futures from one month to the other, you uh, there's futures are usually in contango, so the mm-hmm. back month is more expensive than the front months. Mm-hmm. Which, makes, which makes sense because if you there's own more oil, uncertainty. Yeah. Yes, and if you own oil, there are storing costs. Oh, okay. There you go. That makes sense. So if you if you buy the physical oil, you have to store mm-hmm. it some, and this costs you money. Right. So the longer the time is out for the future, you you're saving the storing costs, but you're losing some money if you roll your futures. Mm-hmm. There's always a trade-off. There's no free money. <laughs> so and. These uh, these uh, ETFs, which are uh, built around futures, tend to go down over time mm-hmm. because of the rolling costs. Mm-hmm. And so I stay away from from this uh, ETFs. And why do I why do I trade this this five underlyings? Because they are the most uncorrelated. Oh, okay. And that's really important whenever you're yeah. building your portfolio. Absolutely. Correlation risk is is a is a big deal. So. Don't think you will invest in the SPY, in the NASDAQ, and in the Russell 2000, and then you are well diversified because you have 500 companies in SPY and you have 100 companies in NASDAQ and 2,000 companies in the Russell. Uh No, you are not diversified because they move along about, they have a correlation about 90 or 95%. Right. Absolutely. I mean, you are diversified in the fact that, um, you know, you've got the built-in diversity of each security, but on each of its own, they, they're not going to act independent. They're all going to move together. Yes. And whenever you're building a diversified portfolio, you want to have some things that go up when other things go down. And hopefully yeah. 
the combination of all those leads you in a, a positive direction. Yes. So, Stefan, I really appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Um, it, this is this is really exciting to me to get to to speak to the author um, of If You Can Order Pizza, You Can Trade. This book I highly recommend. Like I say, Stefan sent me a, an advanced copy. I had a chance to read through the entire thing, both uh, that and the bonus chapters. They certainly go hand in hand. So if you get one, make sure you get the other. And it literally is a guide on how to trade options. Uh, he doesn't go too much into stocks because he's an options trader like myself. And I mean, it even says in the subtitle here, a mechanical approach to options trading. So be sure to check that out. Use the links down below for easy access to that. I'll put the Apple, Amazon, and Barnes and & Noble and Google links out there. Make sure to check out uh, Stephen on Steemit as well as Twitter. And I'll put the links for that as well. And uh, he was telling me earlier that he's, he's working on his next book. Uh, which means we're going to have to have him absolutely on the podcast <laughs> in the near future to talk about that one too. So the next book uh, will be more on popular economics. It will be oh, a book cool. on uh, on money and interest rates because uh, you always hear, uh, especially on Zero Hedge or Twitter or something, the Fed is manipulating the markets and mm -hmm. uh, there should be gold-backed money and... Uh, banks create money out of thin air and something like that and it is really not true ah well then we will have him to come on and, and be our mythbuster perfect yes it's yeah it's a mythbuster book uh i think i had i have uh the chart the euro dollar futures chart you have to look at the euro dollars futures chart because euro dollars are have nothing to do with the euro currency Mm -hmm. But uh, it's uh, U.S. dollars held outside uh, the U.S. Mm -hmm. So in Europe, but they can also be held in Asia or oh, South okay. America or something. And uh, the euro dollars futures chart is uh, shows you the short-term interest rates. Okay. So it should be, this interest rates should be affected by Fed decisions. Mm -hmm. And I did put it out uh, several times on, on Twitter, this chart, and it... Uh, also was on uh, Tasty Trade because I sent mm -hmm. it to Tom and he liked the chart and then he put it on the show. Oh, uh, nice. There were, it was in late December, there were three rate hikes from June right. until December. And after the three rate hikes, the interest rate, the yield on the euro dollars should be higher. higher. Right. But it was exactly the same as oh. before the three rate hikes. How about that? So what about the Fed? What what power has the Fed? Mm -hmm. And yes, I'm I'm going to prove everything. And and I mean, uh, interest rates started to go down in the early 80s. Mm -hmm. The 10-year Treasury uh, yield was about 18 or 19 percent in 1981. Holy or cow! And from I this time. That. Until now, it moved down and moved down and moved down and moved down. Mm -hmm. And when did the Fed start QE? In 2009. Right. So you the interest rates went down from 18% to 4% or 3% or 4% mm -hmm. without the Fed. Mm -hmm. And then they moved down a little more. During the time they, uh, the Fed uh, did QE. Mm -hmm. And everyone thinks, oh, it must be the Fed. The Fed was it. But the 12% before the Fed even uh, started QE right. 
uh, my there are several reasons why why interest rates go down but one major reason is def in the west is definitely uh, demographics mm, really all our societies get older yeah a lot older old old people don't borrow don't borrow money they don't right. build companies they don't build uh, homes mm -hmm. they have usually they have money in the bank account but right. they don't borrow as much as younger societies do so that is, in my opinion, one. And I, there are a lot of studied out, studies out there to prove it. That's one of the major reasons why interest rates go down. Not the Fed. So this really? will be my next book, and then there will be a third book about trading, um, like a, a, a workbook or something. I'm not sure yet. Oh, okay. I think I, I will something like uh, I'm, I'm collecting lots of trades, mm -hmm. and maybe I put in. Uh, about 100 trade examples, 50 which went oh, and, and did uh, management and uh, adjustments and maybe 50 trades who went well, something like that. I'm not sure yet, but uh, there will be a third trading book, of course. That is exciting. Okay, people, you heard it here first. Stefan's going to be back on, going to be talking about at least two more books. So I'm, I'm really excited to hear that. So... Um, yeah. So, Stefan, again, thank you so much for, for coming on today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Thanks for having me. What a, It was great fun and a great honor. Oh, man. I The honor is all mine, really. Uh, you know, I, I tell people all the time, it's just me talking to my phone. So now I actually get to talk to another human. So that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So that wraps up today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. We give you the tools, tips and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And make sure to come back tomorrow for the next episode. Hey, thank you so much for listening to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. I know you're a listener, but are you a watcher? Make sure you head on over to YouTube, type in 10 Minutes Stock Trader, and subscribe to the 10MinuteStockTrader.com YouTube channel. Every week, I upload all the podcasts as full videos, and that way you're getting the full 10-minute trading experience. That way you can have all the tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. Make sure you subscribe to whatever podcast app you're listening to, and leave me a five-star review if you don't mind. That would be fantastic. And whenever you're done with that, head on over to 10minutestocktrader.com and download the one-minute options trading quick start guide. It'll give you all the tools, tips, and tricks that I use in my own portfolio, and it never gets outdated, and it will apply to every single options trade out there, so I think it'll be pretty useful for you. And while you're there, check out the free portfolio page. That'll show you everything that I've traded over the last year in full transparency. And since you're on the website already, check out the free trading course. In this free trading course, I give you every single thing that I know and use in my own portfolio, and I definitely think it'll help you out too. And then after you're done there, head on over to tastyworks.com and sign up using the code 10MINUTE, that's 10-M-I-N-U-T-E, and I'll send you over $150 in free 10-Minute Trader exclusive bonuses from 10MinuteStockTrader.com. And most of all, thank you so much for letting me be a part of your day. I really appreciate the fact that you and I have connected today and that you've chosen to put me inside your earbuds. That means the absolute world to me. And thank you so much for stopping by. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. 
Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. Tim and his StockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice, tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. Tim and his StockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit timandstocktrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.